Look with me in 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, again. Now, um, I need to say something by the Spirit of the Lord. This is our third year here in um, Sarasota with our Greater Faith Conference. We had one last year, 2014. We had one 2013. And um, the Lord quickened me that there are people here who were in 2013. And you need to listen to those messages again. Because he gave you an answer to something you're dealing with now. He gave it to you back then two years ago in this meeting. And you need to go back and, and look at it and listen. And somebody says, is that me? If it bears witness with you, it's you. But uh, they're available. Uh, you can go online, download them, won't cost you anything. And hard copies can be available too. So uh, the 2013 was about overcoming fears. And last year was about uh, the faith of Abraham. Yes. Hallelujah. Anybody still excited about that besides me? And um, um, you might know what this year is about. <laughs> we changed that title, by the way. We, we, we put that on there before. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter and the 13th verse. 4.13. He said, we, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore... Have I spoken? We also believe and therefore speak every word full of life and revelation. Faith is a spirit, not just a mental position. You hear people talk about what faith are you? And a lot of times what they mean is what tenets of belief do you ascribe to? And it's a mental acknowledgement. This is not what he's talking about. The spirit of faith is not something that you learn mentally. It's not about knowledge. It's about nature. It's your nature. God's nature. Your core of your being. God is spirit. Faith, the faith of God is spirit. How does faith come? By hearing his anointed word, which is spirit. His word is spirit and life. It surpasses the intellect. It supersedes the emotions. It's the spirit of faith. Somebody say spirit of faith. Spirit. spirit of faith. One of the reasons we are to not forsake the assembling of ourselves together is because you have that same faith in you and I have that same faith in me. And when you bring your measure and I bring my measure and we put them all in the same pot, and the Holy Spirit blows on the embers and fans them up. Come on, are you listening? And he stirs the pot. Faith rises up to another level. 
Oh, somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing gets done in the kingdom of God without faith. Nothing. People don't get born again. People don't come back to God. People don't get filled with the Spirit. People don't get healed. No miracles. It all happens by the grace of God and by the faith of God. God's faith in us. No faith, no miracles. I remember one of the uh, men that God used mightily in the, uh, in the 50s was uh, I was able to see some old video of some things they were ministering. And he was a, a prophet. And one of the distinguishing characteristics of the prophet's ministry is that they see and they hear in the spirit. And at one point he said, oh my, there's a whole bank of faith over here. <laughs> it's discernible. Hallelujah. There's a whole bank of faith. And, and, and one lady yelled out and was healed. And another person praised God and was healed. When the faith comes up, things begin to happen. It's a lot like popcorn. <laughs> what are you talking about? Anybody ever had any popcorn? Anybody ever popped any popcorn? In order to have the popcorn pop, there has to be the appropriate environment. You can take the best popcorn in the world and you sit it on the shelf at room temperature and in 30 years, nothing. Sounds like some churches. 30 years, nothing. And a lot of folks think it's just a matter of begging God and getting God in an ocean of doing something and moving. But it ain't so. I said it's not so. The Spirit of God goes where He's appreciated, where He's respected. Which is why you don't see a lot of gifts of the Spirit manifested in churches where they preach against gifts of the Spirit. And uh, if you want that popcorn to manifest, how many of you can get some explosions? Is that right? All you got to do is change the environment. Let it quit being so cold and crank up some heat. This will preach. (laughs) Crank up some heat. And when you first turn the heat up, nothing. Is that right? Nothing. And yet, something's already moving. Is that right? Something's already moving. You can't see it, but those little molecules are, are beginning to speed up. Is that right? And all you got to do is keep on letting that heat be cranked up a little bit. And don't back off. Don't get tired of cranking the heat up. Just come on, crank it up some more. Don't be afraid. Well, it's getting hot in there. It's all right. It's all right. (laughs) It's getting really hot in there. That's where it needs to be. The Bible said be fervent in the spirit. That means hot. One translation said white hot. White hot. White hot. 
Woo! Woo! <laughs> and you keep on going like that, going like that, going like that. It won't be uh, too long until you'll hear a pop. Pop, pop. Pop, 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 pop. I know this may sound silly to you, but this is exactly how these things, the gifts of the Spirit work. Healings and miracles work. No faith because there's no word and no environment, no respect. It's going to be cold and dead year after year. Oh, but you get some anointed word in there. And some faith begins to come. It's a spirit. Spirit of faith will begin to rise in a family or in a group or in a church or in a ministry. It begins to rise. And and, and faith in one man or woman can affect faith in another man or woman. They'll come in maybe dragging a little bit negative and they sit beside somebody who's just full of faith today. And they look at him and go, oh, glory to God. Do you know what God's doing? And they go, yeah, I better step up a little bit. Come on. Tell, tell me what God's doing. And next thing you know, they're up too. And what are we doing? Up, up. The temperature is coming up. The faith is coming up. Come on, the faith is coming up. And next thing you know, pop, somebody got healed. Pop, pop, somebody got filled with the Spirit. Pop, pop, somebody had a financial miracle. Pop, 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 pop. Woo! What was the difference? The environment. The environment. And what kind of environment does the Holy Spirit move and manifest in? One of respect, reverence, and faith. Oh, somebody say faith, faith, faith. faith. Hallelujah. (laughs) Popcorn. The spirit of faith. In 1 John 5, 1 John 5 and 4, it says, whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, if you back up to the first part of the chapter, who is born of God? He that believes. Jesus is the Son of God. And verse 4, this is, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. What overcomes the world? Our faith. The spirit of faith overcomes the spirit of the world. There's another spirit in the world far different from the church. I'm talking about the living church. Far different from the spirit of faith. Notice with me in Timothy. This will be familiar to you as well. Second Timothy. One and seven. Second Timothy one seven said, God has not given us what? The spirit of fear. But of power and of love and a sound mind. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of fear. Notice, what is fear? Fear is not just a mentality. The spirit of fear 
the spirit of faith. And when he said, whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that overcomes the world, what? Even our faith, the spirit of faith, overcomes the spirit of the world, the spirit of fear. And this is where the battle is. The enemy has been far too successful in confusing believers about where the battle is and how it's fought. And as a result, many have not, they have not won battles they should have won. But it's not an issue of dealing with the natural, it's dealing with the spiritual. Let me remind you of the scriptures that we looked at last night. You don't have to turn there, but just to remind you. He said, fight the good fight of faith. It's not a fist fight. What kind of fight is it? It's not a mind fight. It's not a feeling fight. Come on, what kind of fight is it? It's a faith, it's not a fist fight, it's a faith fight. It's a faith fight. If you're wrestling with feelings and wrestling with what you see, if you're wrestling with people and emotions, because what the Bible says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Now when, when we were a few months ago in the series about fighting the good fight, the Lord quickened that to me. It's, it's helped me tremendously. He said, you're not fighting the symptoms. Symptoms are flesh. You're not fighting bills. That's natural. That's in this world. You're not fighting people. I need to say that again. How many times? Now, you know, don't. Don't feel like you're the only one who's ever struggled with these things. I assure you, all of us have made similar mistakes in these areas. You're believing for your healing. Got some symptoms. Here they flare up. It aggravates you. And so you start confessing and rebuking the symptoms. See, you can be going head on with the symptoms. Trying to make these symptoms leave. Trying to change these symptoms and wind up fighting symptoms. How are you going to know when you've won? I said, how are you going to know when you've won? Well, when the symptoms are gone. That's walking beside. You're, you're not even in the fight. All of us have made mistakes here, right? You got bills that need to be paid. I've known of situations where people are behind on things and the creditors call and they say, you know, for the nth time, when are you going to pay your bill? And they go, I rebuke you in Jesus' name. <laughs> well, see, they think the creditors their problem. They rebuke and bind the bills. And can you see what I'm talking about? It's easy to be fixated. On what's going on in this natural realm. And you're fighting feelings. You're fighting symptoms. You're fighting bills. And if you're doing that. You're not fighting a faith fight. That's not what we're supposed to be resisting. Just stay with me. 
Is it true? We wrestle not. Against what? Flesh. What's pain? It's flesh. Symptoms. Inability. It's all flesh. Isn't it? Am I supposed to be fighting my body? Trying to make it work right? Can you heal yourself by sheer willpower and, and screaming or effort? You can't. You're not the healer. And if you do that, then all the enemy's got to do is stir up a symptom and he's got you over there fighting. In fact, the scripture says, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 9, he said, I, I don't fight, uh, one translation says, as one that shadow boxes. So apparently you can be fighting and hitting nothing but air. Not landing any punches. Why? Because you're swinging at symptoms. You're swinging at symptoms. You're you're swinging at bills. Somebody say my fight. Is not natural. I don't wrestle. With flesh. And blood. And natural. What kind of fight is it? Remember we mentioned last night that Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr. had said this, that if the devil can get you in the reasoning realm, Mm -hmm. talking about seeing and feeling and walking by sight, he can defeat you again and again. But if you can keep him in the faith realm, you can defeat him again and again. Somebody say, I walk by faith. What's the rest of that? What? See, we need to emphasize what we don't walk by. We don't walk by sight. If you're not walking by sight, then when you see something, change, good, bad, and different, it doesn't move you because you're not believing based off of that anyway. I've I've had many times, people, you know, we had the privilege of working in the uh, Brother Hagin's healing school for a number of years and ministering to people in that area for uh, on a daily basis for years. And again and again I'd have people say, Brother Keith, would you please agree with me that my report will be good? I'm going to the doctor tomorrow. Agree with me that my report will be good. No. 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 Why? That's walking by sight. I'll agree with you that you're healed. By the stripes of Jesus. No matter what the report says. Today or tomorrow. Come on, are you listening? See, it's all too easy to just slip right back in. To being moved by what you feel and see. Walking by sight. We are immersed in this. Most people are only aware of what they see and feel in this physical realm. We're immersed in it. You have to purpose and you have to make an effort to rise above it and say, I'm not going to believe based on what I see and feel. My faith is fixed on the Word of God, which does not change. By His stripes ye were healed. There's a period. There's a period. Period's like a stop sign. Don't run the stop sign. By his stripes I was healed. 
Yeah, yeah but you ran the stop sign. Yeah. <laughs> what about? What if you just ran the stop sign? All my needs are met according to his riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I have abundance and I do not lack. Yeah, what you going to do with this bill? Well, the Lord's going to bring the money and we're going to pay it. Yeah, but what about this? Yeah, but this changed. The economy changed. There's problems in the company. There's this. There's that. If you're moved by that, if you come home and it bothers you and you can't sleep, then you are not in the faith fight. The enemy has got you in his arena. And he's pummeling you. Fear has what? Torment. So when you're vexed and tormented, it's evidence that you we've yielded to the spirit of fear and the enemy's working on us. Because to be carnally minded is death. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace and thou will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. That means you're staying in the spirit. You're staying in the faith realm. When the enemy tries to talk to you about what you feel, all you tell him is what you believe. That's all you tell him. He tries to tell you about what a disaster your finances are. All you will tell him is what you believe. You're going to stay in the realm of what you believe. Not what I'm seeing. Not what I'm feeling. Well, there's no way, there's no way, there's no way. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. All things are possible to him that believes. You stay there, the devil cannot move you. He cannot shake you. That's where the fight is. We saw in Corinthians, though we walk in the flesh... We do not war after the flesh. I mean, we, we've heard it several different ways, the same thing. Say that loud, I don't wrestle against the flesh. I don't war after the flesh. I don't war against the flesh. I don't war in the flesh. What kind of fight is it, friends? It's, it's a spirit fight. If you're going to be successful, it's a faith fight. There's a spirit of fear. There's a spirit of faith. The weapons of our warfare, though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. What's another word? They're not fleshy. But they are real. They are mighty. Through God. To the pulling down of strongholds. What kind of strongholds? He tells you immediately. Casting down. Imaginations. What kind? Ima- what's an imagination? It's an image. An imaging is thoughts. The enemy will bring you video. If you got symptoms, if you're dealing with something, especially if it's been diagnosed uh, terminal or incurable, he will bring you videos. Of you getting worse and worse and weaker and more frail and dying. And this is where the battle ensues. He will bring that to you. And if you don't know what you're doing or you're not paying attention, 
you will sit there and let it play. And you know what? When he gets through playing it, what he'll do again? Repeat. Is that right? And if you let him do it, he will play it for you all night long. Come on, are you listening? Why? He's endeavoring to get that image in you. Because if you see it, you will be it. Oh, but if you behold yourself, like in a mirror, hallelujah, the word of God. You know what you will see in the word? You will see Christ. You know what else? What about, you know what you will see in Christ? You will see you. You are in him. And he is in you. Hallelujah. And he, the Holy Spirit, while you meditate on the anointed word, will paint for you a portrait of recovery and strength and with long life I will satisfy you and show you my salvation and you will run your race and you will finish your course with joy and if you're smart you'll let the Holy Spirit play it again and play it again and play it again because if he can get that image inside of you you'll become what you behold as you're beholding like in a mirror the glory of God you are changed into that same image from glory to glory by the spirit of the Lord because this is a spirit battle it's spirit everything Thoughts can be deadly. A single thought can be absolutely deadly. But God's thoughts are spirit. His words, God's words. You think about which which words are God's words? English? Spanish? Hebrew, Greek, which one's his words? People say, well, they're... words, what are they? They're letters strung together to form a thought container, a thought holder. And when you got one of God's thoughts in a word, it's precious because the Holy Spirit's on it. And it is a seed. Oh, somebody didn't hear that. God's incorruptible seed. Oh, hallelujah. When he says something, it's a seed. And you are the soil. The sower sows the word. And that word has the power to create itself inside you and I. To produce whatever he sent it to produce. It will not return void. Hallelujah. But it will accomplish what he sent it to do. If you'll receive it and keep it in you. But in what we call the parable of the sower. What happened the moment the anointed word came? What happened? Here comes the devourer. Here comes the destroyer. Why? Because he knows He can't stop what that word will do in you. So the only chance he's got is to keep it from getting in you or to get you to let him take it out. 
And this is the battle. This is true spiritual warfare. But it's not natural. It's spiritual. What did the Bible say? Take unto you the whole armor of God. That we may be able to what? Stand. Stand. And stand against the wiles of the devil. And stand. And having done all to stand. Then stand. This is spiritual. Stand in what? Stand in faith. On his word. Where he says you are. If he says you're righteous. That's what you stand on. And stand in. If he says your needs are met. And he's your provider. That's what you stand on. And you stand in. If he says you're healed. That's what you stand on. And you stand in. I didn't say it was easy. But no matter what kind of symptoms are in your life. You don't have to be moved. From that stand. And like we saw last night. If you're really there. Your life could look like a total disaster. Your body could look like a. A specimen of every kind of disease. But if you're in faith that you're healed. God calls you righteous and healed. And he's pleased with you. Before any manifestation of healing. The devil's a liar. He'll come and say. God's not pleased with you. Because you don't already have this. Because you don't. He's trying to get you over into the realm of reason. With him again. He's trying to do it all the time. Whoo. Hallelujah. Somebody say glory to God. Listen to the scriptures in Revelation. You don't have to turn there, but I'm just going to read several to you. In Revelation 2.7, Revelation 2.7, He that has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches, to him that overcomes. Will I give to eat of the tree of life which is in the midst of the paradise of God? Who's going to get to be a part of this? Not just everybody. People try to paint a socialist future with cookie cutter mansions. All of them, you know, exactly the same size and shape, probably white with some pillars in front, side by side. And of course, God being fair, Everybody's going to have the same thing. Exactly. That wouldn't be fair. I said that wouldn't be fair. Everybody having the same. Is not fair. When some people are faithful. And some are not. That's not fair. The Bible actually says. That in the resurrection. We are going to differ. In glory. Like the stars do. Well, some stars are a lot bigger and brighter than other stars. Some people are going to be ruler over a city, some five, some ten, some none. I know some folks don't like that because they have a socialist theology. But overcomers get to be a part of things that people who don't believe and stand and overcome don't get to be a part of. How many overcomers do I have in here in the bed? 
How many overcomers in Branson? I want to see. I want to, I want to hear your hands. Overcomers. I know it's some overcomers in Branson. Oh, yeah. Oh, How many overcomers on the internet? Oh, yeah. Yeah, by faith, I see Alabama overcomers. <laughs> Canadian overcomers. Ooh, yeah. Yes, I see some Minnesota overcomers. <laughs> yeah, and a bunch of Arkansas overcomers. Yeah. yeah. What's an overcomer? Somebody who comes over something. Come over. Yeah. <laughs> I've had people look at me and go, I was teaching on, you know, fighting a good fight of faith. Remember this lady came up to me one time. She said, but Brother Keith, I'm not a fighter. I'm just not. It's not my nature. Well, that's not okay. I said, that's not okay. Oh, sure, it'd be easy for any of us to just lay down and quit. It takes strength. I said, it takes strength. It takes determination. It takes heart. It takes faith. Oh, but to those who will not just be weary in well-doing, but who will stay in the fight. Hallelujah. And just keep on keeping on. And when everybody else gives up and quits, they keep showing up. They keep showing up. Uh, Phyllis was telling a couple of days ago about how Brother Hagin used to tell us some stories. You know, he's wonderful stories all through his his ministry. Sometimes he'd tell us stories in private. And at the healing school, sometimes it was me or some of the other healing school workers, and he'd tell us this story. And in months or a year or two had passed, he'd tell us the story again. Never explain it. Just tell the story. And this was the story. He said, yeah. I mean, you'd be talking about something else. And, and he would shift. He'd go, Yeah. Back in such and such, he'd tell you the, the year and the, and the time and everything. He said, it was, it was I think it's during the Depression. And he said, uh, this fellow had this farm and his crops didn't make for a couple of years. And said he said, uh, he came and talked to the, the guy to try to uh, give him some time. And he did. And, Said his neighbor across the road, same thing. He had a farm and there drought and the crops didn't make and times was hard. And he said, uh, after a while, this one guy, he just, uh, no need going out. No, I mean, the soil is dust and no water and no need going out. And he just, uh, he just quit even trying to do anything. And, and uh, one day the fellow that he owed money to asked him about it. And he said, well, uh, what's the point? And, he said, well, I'm going to take it back. And he said, no, you're not going to take it back. He said, sure, I'm taking it back. And he did and put him out. And the other fellow, same circumstances. But every day he got up, he got dressed. If he couldn't plant, he painted fence. If he didn't have his uh, paint, he, he went down to the creek and got some whitewash. And whitewashed his fence and repaired his barbed wire. And worked on his tractor. Well technically he's already lost it two years ago. But he just kept on. And kept. He said well you know. Maybe it'll be better next year. And um, so he dug his ditches out. Where they would drain good. And just worked hard every day. For seemingly a lost cause. And he said one day the fellow came over there. And said uh, how you doing today. And he said fine. He said uh, you uh. I see you working. Well, you do it. You doing all this? He said, "Yeah, I'm, on, I'm getting ready." He said, it's, "Things are going to change. Things are going to change." 
He said, yeah, I believe it too. And he handed him the deed to the place. <laughs> and he'd say, all right, so go in there and get them started. We'll have a good service today. <laughs> Does anybody know what he's talking about? What's he talking about? And I didn't, I didn't tell it as well as him, of course, and all the detail, but what's he talking about? Faith. Faith doesn't quit. Faith doesn't give up. Faith says it's turning around. It will be better. We're coming out of this. Come on, are y'all with me? Is that easy? No, especially when everybody else is giving up. Especially when your friends are telling you, this is hopeless. This is ridiculous. But faith just won't quit. It won't quit. Because it's standing on something that can't fail. It's standing on something that can't change. Hallelujah. It's the immutable, incorruptible, unfailing word of the living God. So why would you get off of that? Why would you change? Why would you quit? To him that overcomes, Revelation 2.11, same thing. To him that overcomes, he'll not be hurt of the second death. Revelation 2.17, to him that overcomes, I'll give to eat of the hidden manna and give him a white stone and a new name. Revelation 2.26, to him that overcomes and keeps my works to the end. That sound like what we're talking about? To him I will give power over the nations. Why? Because they proved faithful. Why would you not quit when everybody else is quitting? Only one reason. Faith. You believe something they don't believe. Revelation 3, 5. He that overcomes, the same will be clothed in white raiment. I'll not blot out his name out of the book of life. I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Is this really going to happen? Yes, sir. Are you an overcomer? Yes, sir. That's a little weak. Yeah. You know, overcomers sound stronger than that. Yeah. Are you an overcomer? Yes. Oh. Yeah. There, you, there you are. Then one of these days, if that's true, one of these days, all of us are going to be there. And there's going to be a, a, a time and a spot for this. And they're going to call you up to the front. And Jesus the master, the head of the church is going to call your name in front of the Father and the, oh, and the holy angels. Woo! And he's going to say, they believed in me when others did not. They're an overcomer. They're an overcomer. They trusted me when others would not. They believed my word when others cast it aside. They are mine. He's going to call your name at the throne. We have no idea what that is. I'm going to shout for you when they call your name. You going to shout for me? We're going to say, we knew it, we knew it, we knew it. We talked about it that back in Sarasota, 2015. We knew it. We knew it. Come on. Hey. <laughs> Revelation 3.21. There's others. To him that overcomes. 
will I grant to sit with me in my throne even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He has a right to be there because he overcame. Didn't he? And if you and I overcome following his footsteps, we have no idea what kind of honor we're talking about. We're talking about the throne of the Almighty, the source of all creation and power. Who's going who's gonna to get to do that and be there? Not everybody. Overcomers. Somebody say overcomers. Revelation 21, 7. He that overcomes shall inherit all things. Does the Lord exaggerate? No, he does not. And I will be his God. And he will be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving. Now, that, what's the first two words he mentions on this list? Fearful and unbelieving. They did not overcome. They were overcome. What is it that we must overcome? To him that overcomes. Overcomes what? What do we, what must we overcome? It's not a flesh fight. It's not a symptom fight. How many understand in, in just a few, a little bit more time, all the stuff of this world will be long gone and forgotten. It's a mistake to put so much emphasis on what we see and feel down here. We need to set our mind on things above. Is that right? We need to be aware of the spirit realm and of the future because this is what's forever. The scripture said in Revelation 12 and 9, that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil and Satan, which deceives the whole world. His principal strategic attacks involve deception. Lies, just like the truth will make you free, lies, if you believe them and act on them, will put you in bondage and give him a right to destroy. And it said, verse 10, now has come salvation and strength, the kingdom of our God, and the power of his Christ, for the accuser of our brethren is cast down, which accused them before our God day and night. What, what is this faith fight? It's not a fist fight. It's not against the symptoms and feelings. What is it? He brings accusations, thoughts, feelings, reasonings. This is where the battle is. Imaginations and thoughts. What do you have to do? You must fight against these. You must resist them. You must grab them and cast them down. And when it comes and says, you're not this, and you're never going to be this, and this is never going to happen, you grab that and you slam it down and you say, that's a lie. I'm an overcomer. Hallelujah. 
we will see what the Lord said come to pass in our lives. What he told us to do, we will be able to do it. And you got to keep saying it month after month and year after year. And if it looks worse, you got to say it stronger. And if things change, you just have to dig in and having done all, stand and then do what? Stand and then do what? You keep on standing on his word. You're tempted to be pulled off. But they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. Hallelujah. It goes on. But for time's sake... Go to Joshua, please, the first chapter. Again, you must hear with your spirit on some of these things because we can think we already know it. If it's the spirit of faith and the spirit of fear, this is not just discerned mentally. This is not, you're not going to overcome the spirit of fear with just more knowledge. Because it's not just a knowledge fight. It's a spirit fight. The word of God. Does give us knowledge. But not just. The word of the Lord. Is spirit. Remember what Jesus said. My words. The words that I speak unto you. They are what? He prefaced that by saying. The flesh profits nothing. We need to say that a time or two. The flesh profits nothing. Nothing. Say it again. The flesh profits nothing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a working in us right now to see through Jesus' eyes and know how to walk like he walked on the earth. To be aware of spirit like he was aware of spirit. To be unmoved by the things of the flesh like he was unmoved. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I receive it. That's working in me. My mind is being renewed. I'm seeing things differently. My priorities are changing. My perceptions are changing. I walk by faith, not by sight. I don't struggle in the flesh. I overcome in the spirit. You can get more and more full of faith until you pay less and less attention to symptoms. Oh, they're there. You know they're there. But you pay less and less attention to them. Y'all ever heard Brother Hagin say, uh, Kenneth Hagin Sr. say, he said, I go sometimes several years and hardly even know I got a body. He's not talking about he's caught up in a trance. He's just not focusing on it and the Lord's keeping him and sustaining him. But the enemy is always trying to go, look here, look here, look at this, look at this. No, pay attention to this. Pay attention to this. Look at this. Trying to get you out of the realm of faith over into the reasoning realm. And don't think you can out-reason him. Don't think you can do it. He's been around. We don't, you, I'd, I'd say millennia, but it's much, much longer than that. We don't know how long he was around before Genesis 1. 
and he has observed humanity all this time, don't think you can outsmart him, outwit him. He would love for you to do that. He will play you like a cheap banjo. (laughs) And you will be got before you know you've been got. So you can't do that. He'll say, what about this? Same kind of tactics that he used out by the tree with Eve. Now, what about this? What about so-and-so? They were a good brother. They had faith. Didn't work for them, now did it? Didn't turn out, did it? Why? Why didn't that work? How come? Can you tell me? Why? Why? And if you go... You know, I wondered about that. He's, he's got you. He's got you. He's got you. He's, he just played. What, what'd you do? You stepped right out of faith. And you're over here with him in, with your head. Trying to figure this out. It's not just knowing of faith. It's the spirit of faith. Somebody say spirit of faith. Faith is not of the head. Faith is not of the intellect. For with the heart, man believes. You believe God with your heart. You don't have to understand it to believe it. It's just a choice. And you don't have to have the answers to all the questions to just believe it. The moment some kind of thought like that comes, you go, well, I don't know about their life. I don't know what happened with them. I'm not supposed to know. I don't have to figure that out. All I know is by his stripes I was healed. That's, right. That's all I know. That's right. Yeah, but, yeah, but I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I haven't got time for that. Yeah, but look at this. Yeah, but feel that. There are many voices in the world. There's all kind of things trying to come and get you to reason and get you to think and get you to explain, and get you to understand, and it's the enemy trying to get you and keep you in this natural realm of reasoning. And you'll lose battle after battle there. It's a killing zone. Oh, but there's a tower. I said there's a tower. The Lord is my high tower. He's my fortress. Oh, come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And if I get up in the tower, the fiery arrows can't reach me. Hey, if I get up in the tower, I'm up above it. I don't even have to listen to all that. There's some kind of mumbling going on down there, but I'm just up here praising the Lord. He'll say, come on down here and let's talk about it. He said, no. No. How do you get in the tower? How do you stay in the secret place of the Most High? You enter in to the rest of being fully persuaded. Of being convinced that the Word of your God is absolutely true. And that's it. It's done. It's settled forever. I'm saved. Won't ever be lost again. Oh, somebody say, I'm saved. I'm saved. If you believe that, you're up in the tower. I'm healed. My sick days are over. I'm healed. I'm healed. 
I'm healed. I don't have to do anything to get healed. I am healed. I don't have to feel better. I don't have to get a better report. Now that'll happen. It'll, it'll, it'll have to line up with the word. But I, nothing has to happen. It's already happened. It's a place of rest. It's a place of victory. It's the spirit of faith. Which is the spirit of victory. The overcomer. The victory that overcomes the world. Oh hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is faith. Does not differ. From the Old Testament to the New. It is the same. Think about our text. We having the same spirit of faith. Their covenant was different. Their relationship different. But faith has always been the same. And it never will change. Well it's the faith of God. God doesn't change. And uh, he would tell his people. Look in Joshua 1. When Moses is leaving and finishing his course and and Joshua is coming into the leadership to lead the people, you talk about some big shoes to follow behind. The Lord himself said there had never been a man like Moses that the Lord himself talked face to face with and he beheld the similitude. The Lord said that. So now here, after a nation's brought to its knees with signs and wonders, and you talk about, I mean, fire falling out of the sky, the voice of God booming from a burning mountain. How about following that? (laughs) And Joshua, now, in Joshua 1, is looking at that. And in Joshua 1, verse 1, He said, it says, after the death of Moses, the Lord spoke to Joshua. And what did he say to him? Moses is dead. (laughs) Now you get up. You go over this Jordan, you and all his people to the land which I do give them. And skip down for time's sake. Verse 6. He said, be strong and of a good courage. For unto this people shall you divide for an inheritance the land which I swore unto their fathers to give them. Now we've just seen a whole generation that didn't believe that. Hundreds of thousands of people that said no way, no how, can't be done. And decades follow where it appeared to be a fact. And now what does the Lord need to hear, excuse me, Joshua need to hear from the Lord? Anytime you hear the Lord say something and it starts with a B, it's not a pep talk. We we need mind renewal. I said we need mind renewal. And, And it's not because this is so hard to understand. This is so powerful and so life saving that the enemy has worked for centuries to obscure it. Wow. 
You, you watch this. That's why he turned the power from heaven to enable success and increase into a comment after a sneeze. And he did the same thing with this. Now y'all chin up and uh, you know stand up straight and let's do this. <laughs> this is no pep talk. When God says light be power streamed out of him and brought it to pass. And this is English. So we, we turn our words backwards from the old languages. And when the Lord says, Josh, sir, yes, sir, courage be strength be do not yield to fear do not give place to dismay do not be discouraged it's because the whole thing hinges on it the whole thing and it's another way of saying have faith the spirit of fear is a, what's the word? It, it's a dogged enemy. And this whole, uh, what's the victory that overcomes the world? This whole world is under a thick blanket of darkness. And we, I'm convinced of this. I, I had a, a tiny little experience of this the Lord let me have, but not much, but I'm convinced when we get out of here, we are going to realize for the first time in our lives how dark this place is. And the pressure of the fear and the depression. It's why anybody who ever leaves here that knows the Lord does not want to come back. No, 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 please don't make me go back. And I believe it's one of the reasons why we're not told much about heaven and life outside of here. It's kindness. We don't need to know much about that right now. Because it is so amazing and wonderful compared to this. But because we were born into this and this is all we have known, it's normal seeming. But even at times you can realize this is bad. Right? I mean, even though you've been here for 80 years, there are times you can go, man, this just seems like it ain't getting no better around here. Just the, the, you can feel the spirit of heaviness. Is that in the word? The spirit? Not, not just the mentality. The spirit of heaviness. And there are certain places in the world where in the last century there's been very little word, very little faith. And I mean, you talk about hopelessness, desperation. Come, That's what the word despair means. If you have faith, you have hope. Confident 
expectation. If you have fear, you have despair. And dread. And friend, this is what we are to be fighting. Not symptoms, not bills, not pains. We are to detect any bit of fear or depression. Come on, are you with me? Any bit of it is supposed to set off the lights. And we go into resisting mode. Don't come talking depression to me. I will not agree with you. I will not join you. I will feel for you, but I will say, come join me. Yeah, but, no buts. This is live or die. Be conquered or overcome. It's right here. I said it's right here. I'm telling you, friend, their testimonies all through this crowd, and there'll be more to come. But in in a so-called crisis situation, something seemingly devastating happens. You know what happens immediately in the spirit? Fear rushes in. Fear and hopelessness. Hopelessness. And that's when the child of God with the breastplate of righteousness on and the loins girt with truth and the feet shod with the preparation of the gospel, the helmet of salvation, the shield of faith and the sword of the spirit is to get to work and go, no, no. No, I refuse to fear. I don't care if you if you got the hair standing straight up on the back of your neck, if, if you got goosebumps on your arm, if your knees are knocking together. That's just symptoms. And my fight's not in the flesh. All I got to do is, I don't care if my voice is trembling so much I can hardly speak. All I have to do is say, I refuse to fear. That's all I got to do. That's all I got to do. And I'm still standing. Oh, come on. I'm still, I'm still there. And God has a right to quicken me and strengthen me. But the moment, the moment I start feeling sorry for myself, I start crying, being depressed and grumbling, I'm in trouble. Then you will feel the vexation and the torment because you've come out of the realm of light and peace. And now you're in the enemy's realm where he's got access to. And it will get worse so quick. Next thing you know, you're laying in the bed, can't get up. What's the point going on? You are losing. And it's got nothing to do. How many understand? When, when they went to the promised land. And the spies came back. And the majority said we can't do it. Why? Walled cities. Iron chariots. Giants. Was that the problem? Was that why they couldn't do it? Why? It was proven the next generation took it. Right? The walls didn't keep them from getting in. The giants didn't overcome them. The iron chariots, they went right through them. It wasn't those things that defeated them. 
It's not cancer that defeats people. It's not age that defeats people. Come on, are you listening? It's not marriage trouble. It's not financial. I know it looks like it. I know it feels like it. But that's not what defeats you. You're not defeated until you yield to fear. Until you yield to despair and discouragement. It's a faith fight. It's a spirit fight. Things don't have to be fixed for you to already be in victory. And, and you don't have to have any results out here in the world for God to look at you and smile and be pleased with you. And go look at him. That's my boy. That's my girl. Hallelujah. I've had people sit and look at me and go, well, well what, what if I died trying to believe God? <laughs> Honey, you don't want to die any other way. Is that right? You do not want to die any other way. You want to die doubting God? Despairing? Because if you're a believer, who's the next person you're going to see? Even if you got some things wrong. You ought to be believing God with every fiber of your being. And if you missed it somehow and you died young, you died wrong. Next thing you know, you're going to see the master. You go, Lord, I was believing you for everything I was with. He said, I know it, baby. I know it. Come here. Come here. Come here. I know it. And just about that quick, you're going to forget all the stuff down here. And you're going to go, what does that matter anyhow? It's not the results, it's not the money, it's not the symptoms being gone. That's not what we're fighting. What should we be on the watch for? Any bit of negativity, any bit of fear or dread, any bit of despair and depression and despondency. Get rid of this thing that is contrary to the Bible and the Word of God, well, everybody has bad days. You know, you got your up days and you got your down days. And everybody has, don't tell me they don't, everybody has their bad days. You're talking about how you feel. You're walking by feelings. You do not have to have a day or an hour, or a minute where you lay down and feel sorry for yourself. You do not have to have one. I don't care how it gets. And how much challenges are going on, you got something to be thankful for. You got something to rejoice about, including the word that causes you to overcome this. I've had the enemy try to mess with me before. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? You ever heard that before? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? It's coming up, coming up. You need it by the end of the day. You need it by the end of the month. You need what are you going to do? What are you going to do? How about this? That's worse. That looks bad. Hey, what are you going to do? 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 <laughs> and if you listen to that very long, you know what you'll do? You'll open up your mouth and go, what am I going to <laughs> Playing you like a cheap banjo. Is that right? But thank God if you listen to the Holy Spirit. He will help you. For every attack, there is a weapon to retaliate with. A truth. For every lie, there's a truth. And the Spirit of God prompted me one time. He said, uh, why don't you ask him what he's going to do? 
And I saw it just like that. I thought, yeah, yeah. Hey, you concerned about me? I don't even have any problems besides you. Worst case scenario. I don't pay my bills. I don't get healed. I die tomorrow afternoon. I'm saved. Oh, come on, somebody help me. I'm saved. I'm saved. My name's in the Lamb's book of life. I'm saved. I'm saved. I already made it. Every victory I have down here, just gravy. Lanyard. And I get rewards for it. But he is the biggest loser in all time and eternity. Nobody has ever lost on the scale he's lost on. Listen to verse 9. Well, excuse me, that was verse, verse 6. He said, be strong and of good courage. Verse 7, very next verse, he says it again. Only be thou strong and very courageous. Verse 9, have not I commanded you, be strong and of a good courage. Now, let me just stop right here. Did he say try to be? No. No. And this is one issue I have with some modern so-called translations. They're not translations. They're paraphrases. And they'll say try to do this or try. The Lord never told you to try to do anything. That would imply either he didn't know whether you could do it or not. Or you might not. He knows. And when he tells you to do it. When he told you to do it. That enabled you to do it. When Jesus told Peter, come, there was power in that word that enabled him to come and walk on the water. And when he said, be strong, be of good courage, there is power right there to be strong throughout this entire campaign and to take all the promised land, hallelujah, and finish the work of God in the earth that he's assigned to do. That power is here. That strength is ours in the Holy Spirit. Come on, are you listening? Somebody say, I am strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. That's what he's talking about. Strong to what? Strong. Well, in that, that's that same passage where he's talking about resisting the enemy. Right? And then putting on your armor. Being strong. Strong to resist every temptation to fear. Strong to resist every feeling of despondency. Strong to reject any accusation of failure or inferiority or that God's not pleased with me. You reject it. And there'll be times it'll take courage. There'll be times you'll need to say these things through your tears. It's a fight. It's a fight. There are times you'll need to get yourself up. You'll feel like laying in the bed and closing the shades and turning off the phone. But if you do it, you're going down. I said, if you do it, you're going down. You got to get yourself by the ear and do like the psalmist did of old. He encouraged 
Don't wait for somebody else to do it. A lot of times they ain't coming. If you waiting on them to come and stir you up, you're in trouble. He encouraged himself in the Lord. And he said, so why are you cast down? Soul, I asked you a question. Soul, what are you doing? Soul, you are going to magnify the Lord. Soul, look what the Lord has done for you. Look where he has brought you from. You will not be discontent and disquieted and despondent and despairing. Get up and praise the Lord. Get up and speak victory. Get up. Hallelujah. And be the overcomer that's going to get to sit down with the Lord in his throne. Somebody say, get up. Get get up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Verse 9, he said, have not I commanded you? Don't wonder about this. Just do it. Do what? You understand that for generations, people have treated this like an optional pep talk. Chin up, old boy. It is a command. Oh, somebody say command. It's a command. It's a command. We are to endure hardness as good soldiers. Good soldiers follow orders. Good soldiers portray courage in the midst of fire. Is that right? Good soldiers are brave souls. I believe it was John G. Lake who said the gospel of Jesus is the strong man's gospel. It ain't for wimps. I know people think it is. But the real deal is not for the whiny babies. It takes courage to follow in the footsteps of the most courageous one who's ever walked the planet. Hallelujah. Who faced. He faced death. Come on, are you listening? He looked death and hell in the eye. He took the keys. Hallelujah. Though being equal with God, he didn't think it robbery. But he became a man. He laid it all down. Do you understand? When he cried out, my God, why have you forsaken me? He died in faith. It felt like he is separated from God for good. But he died in faith. He let them take him into the bowels of the earth where judgment came. In faith that the prophecies would be fulfilled. Oh, is anybody listening? You talk about faith. I said, you talk about faith. He allowed all the ugly, detestable sins of all generations of mankind, including yours and mine, to come on his spotless, sinless being unto. He didn't just 
associate with sin. He became sin with our sin. He did that in faith. It did not feel like there was any coming back from this. In the heart of the earth, he was believing God. He was believing God for victory over sin, for victory over death, victory over your sins and my sins. And when the requirements of justice were satisfied, the Almighty spoke from above. Ha! Hallelujah! This is my son. Hallelujah! This day, I've begotten you, and he was born again. And the shackles, hallelujah, of sin were shattered. And he took the keys, and he rose from the dead. You talk about an overcomer. There's never been a greater overcomer, and there never will be. But you and I have the same spirit. I said we got the same spirit in us. Somebody say, I got the same spirit in me. I got the same spirit in me. I got the same spirit in me, which means ain't no quit in me. When it comes to doing what God told me to do, when it comes to believing what he told me, ain't no quit in me. Mm -mm. I'll believe it in life. I'll believe it in death. I'll believe it. When everything's strong, I'll believe it with my last breath. Right. Is that you? Yes, sir. Is that you? Yes, sir. Then you are an overcomer. That's right. I said you are an overcomer. I thought you were. Yes, sir. I thought you, you know, birds of a feather. I thought I recognized another one. Verse 9. Have not I commanded you? Be strong. Be strong. That's an enablement. That's an empowerment. And be of good courage. The Bible said wait on the Lord. And he will strengthen your heart. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage. And he will strengthen your heart. It's not complicated. You don't have to spend a lot of time trying to figure faith out mentally. It's a spirit. It's a spirit of victory. It's a spirit of overcoming. I don't care what day it is. I don't care what time it is. I don't care what season of life. I don't care what situation it is. You are always looking for the victory. And it doesn't make any difference what happened and how long it was that way. You're not satisfied until you see the victory. You don't quit till you see the victory. Whether it's on this side or the other side. It makes no difference to you. You just don't quit. Be. Somebody say be. 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 Be strong. Be of good courage. And then what did he say? Be not afraid. Now I don't know what the people have had. And I know, I know what they're feeling. But they're yielding to the wrong thing. When they say, I've had people look at me and say. Well I, I, I can't help it. If you had going on in your life. What I got going on in mine. You'd be scared too. Not if I was in faith. I'm not saying what I would do. I have missed it. Yea, though I walk 
Through the valley of the shadow of death. You know what you feel in the valley of the shadow of death? You feel the spirit of fear. You feel the spirit of heaviness. You're in the, in the valley. But what? Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Come on, somebody say it. Come on, somebody say it. Say it out loud. I will fear no evil. We say today, I will not fear. I will not fear. I will not fear. And there's times that needs to come out of your mouth. People give you a bad report. They tell you, we can't help you with this. This can't be fixed. This is incurable. This will never happen. I mean, sometimes you need to say it right out loud. I will not fear. I refuse to fear. And you can feel fear. Like we've already talked about it. The devil will come and say, look at you. Your knees are bumping. Too late. You're already scared out of your head. You say, shut up. I'm not fighting goosebumps. I'm not fighting knees bumping together. I'm not fighting trembling. All I got to do is not turn loose from my belief. That's all I got to do. Somebody said out loud, I will fear no evil. I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. Fear has torment. If there's torment there, if you've been being tormented and vexed, that's why there's fear there. What's the fix for fear? Faith. Choose to believe and begin to resist it. Be strong and of a good courage. Be not afraid, neither be dismayed. That word dismayed in Hebrew, it means to break down. Break down. Do you ever have to break down? Do you ever have to just collapse and cry and despair? Do you ever have to do that? Sometimes, you know, situations are so big you can't help it. Did I lose somebody? Do you ever have to do that? Somebody say, I refuse to fear. Say it again, I refuse to fear. I refuse to fear. I'm not afraid to live. I'm not afraid to die. I'm not afraid because the Lord is with me. And if he's with you, who can be against me? Isaiah 41, I think I'm closing. Isaiah 41 says, 10, fear thou not. I am with you. Be not dismayed. There are times you need to tell yourself that. There are times you need to get yourself by the nap of the neck and say, quit it. Quit it. Quit it. Do you want to lose this battle? Quit it. You can't afford this. Yeah, but uh, quit it. Other people have experienced worse and whined not as much. Nobody ever going through what? Oh, come on. Come on. The Bible said the same afflictions are being accomplished in our brethren throughout the world. People have had worse. In fact, the Bible said the master resisted sin to the point of shedding blood. You haven't done that. And it can be done. You never quit. It'll bother some people. Because you are the eternal optimist. Faith bothers unbelief. Oh, yeah. 
bothers them. Well, I ain't going to work out. You go, yeah, something will work out. You're not taking our problem seriously. <laughs> yes, I am. That's why I chose to speak some faith over it right now. Well, that boy, the way he's going, he's, he's not going to make it. I mean, he's going to wind up in this. He's going to wind up in that. No, by the mercy of God. By the mercy of God. He's going to see the light. That boy's coming around. I don't know what you've been looking at. We've been looking at two different people. No, they're looking by flesh. They're looking by sight. You're looking by faith. They're looking at things seen. You're looking at things not seen. We're getting an intercontinental jet that can fly anywhere in the world. How? When we started a few months ago, we didn't have any money for that. None. Now we're at what? Almost 6%. I know one time I was believing God to go on a mission trip. And it cost, uh, what was it? $3,000 many years ago. But it might as well have been $3 million to me at the time. We believed God. We believed God. And, and right up to two weeks before it happened, here come in $1,500 supernaturally. We were shouting God, and then the enemy came. He said, half's like nothing. <laughs> he brought that thought to my mind. Half, half's like nothing. What's he trying to do? He's trying to get you to think with him, well, yeah, I mean, I can't go on half. So I guess he's got, wait, stop it, stop it. He does not have a point. Cut him off. You got half. Yeah. Oh, somebody say half. I got half. Yeah. What does that mean? The same place I got that first half from, yeah. I'm going to get the next half. Come on. The same place we got that 5% from, yeah. we're going to get the other 95%. And by exactly the same way, you're going to get your new buildings. You're going to get your new church buildings. You're going to get your new TV equipment. You're going to get your whole children's wing. I said your whole children's wing and your youth building, your over-the-road trucks, your own stuff. You don't have to have a dollar. You don't have to know anybody. All you got to have is some of this faith that even a mustard seed will blow trees into the next county. Come on, come on. Somebody say, I have this faith. Stand up on your feet. I have this faith. Inside of me. Whoo. Glory to God. Glory to God. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.